John Joseph. John Joseph is a pastor, teacher, and an evangelist of God's world. He's the father of Ragwes Chapel, a thriving church in the heart of Lagos, Nigeria. Be blessed as you listen to this message. Put your hand together for Jesus. Glory be to God. Alright, before you are seated this glorious Sunday morning that we've come to fellowship together as believers, I believe there are people to your left hand and to your right hand side that you can say welcome to the house of the Lord. It's nice to see your face again. Now say to at least 20 people this morning, say welcome to the house of the Lord. It's nice to see your face again. Welcome to the house of the Lord. It's nice to see your face again. Is another season of encounter. Another season of encounter. Another season. Oh, oh, have you done with welcoming somebody? Then you may now be seated as kings and queens. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Amen, amen. I want to welcome all of you to the house of the Lord this morning. And those of you who are joining us online or at any of the viewing centers, I also want to welcome you because today is another day of encounter. Jesus will touch your life. Jesus will meet you at the point of your need. Jesus will do something special for you today. Say with me, he will do something special for me today. I will not go back the same way I've come. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we bless you because unto you shall all the gathering of your people be. Thank you, O God, because this is the day you have made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Now, Father, I pray, O God, as we have gathered this morning at your table, Lord, to feed us with your word. I pray that your word will come to us with power, with life giving in the name of Jesus. Lord, O Lord, I pray that you release the spirit of understanding to unto us. That as we hear we shall understand and be empowered with grace to be the doer of your word in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, because none shall return back the same way they have come. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. And everybody shout, glory be to God. Now, this morning is how many days to GWIC now? How many days to GWIC? Eight, some say seven, some say nine. It's, it's going to be Tuesday time, so it's about eight to nine days. Am I right? From counting from now to Sunday is seven, Monday is eight, then GWIC starts on Tuesday, so it's eight days to GWIC. Now, some of you do not know what GWIC is. GWIC is Greater Works Convention. Is a special time of impartation, special time of turnaround. I pray and I do know that you will not miss out of your blessings. Tell your neighbor you will not miss out of your blessing. Oh, you don't want to talk to your neighbor? What has your neighbor done for you? You don't like the face of your neighbor? 
So I said, tell your neighbor you will not miss out of God's blessing in this season of GWIC. All right, please, those of you who are here, can you please occupy the seat in front of you? And if you find yourself talking too much with your friend, it may be a good time to, um, you know, move to the next level. <laughs> Praise God. Now, this morning I will be sharing with you on a subject, changing levels through fasting and prayer. Changing levels through fasting and prayer. Psalm 86 verse 7. Psalm 86 verse 7. In the day of my trouble, I will call upon the Lord, for thou will answer me. Psalm 86 verse 7. In the day of my trouble, I will call upon thee, for thou will answer me. Psalm 91 verse 15 says, He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Psalm 118 verse 5 says, Psalm 118 verse 5, I call upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a large place. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 28. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 28. Then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. You've seen two things here. The first one is that call upon me and I will answer. The next one then says, then shall they call upon me and I will not answer. They shall seek me early and they shall not find me. The same God who said, call upon me and I will answer. The same God also said, there are circumstances that will make you call upon me and I will not answer. You will seek me and you will not find me. So there are two, very, two experiences you, individuals can have with God. The God you call upon and will answer. The God you call upon and will not answer you. First and foremost, I would like to say this. Amazingly, there is nowhere in the Bible that the word of God says you will not go through trouble. Nowhere in the Bible that God says he will prevent trouble from coming to you. Rather, you will find the word of God says when you pass through the fire, it will not burn you. When you walk through the waters, it will not drown you. You will hear the word of God says, call upon me in the time of trouble and I will answer you. You will hear the word of God says, Call upon me in the time of distress and I will answer you. Most of us will have preferred the Bible to be written in a way that it will say, you will never go through challenges in life. I'm sure that most of us will have preferred it. Because seasons of challenges, seasons of troubles are not always palatable for anybody. Seasons where we go through difficulties in life when we go through challenges, they are not funny at all. If we have our way, just like the Lord Jesus, we will have also said, let this cup pass over me. Let this season pass over me. Most of us naturally will have preferred to go through life on a bed of roses. Where from the beginning of life to the end of life, everything is just, you know, 
There is a way they put it in pigeon. You know that one? Is that how they put it? Everything is just smooth. You know, no challenges. Nothing is troubling you. You don't have to contend with anything. Most of us would have preferred life to be that way. But beloved, unfortunately, that is not the reality of life. That is not the reality of life. You can imagine if life was to be all about raining season. That the weather is like this all the time. A lot of things will not grow well. If life is all about raining season. In fact, a lot of places will have been drowned. The other way, if life is also all about dry season. You realize that life will also not be good enough. So there has to be balance in life. There will be difficult situations that you have to contend with in life unless you don't want to grow. Some of those situations are not there to pull you down, but they are there to make you mature, to make you develop capacity. If not for some of the challenges some of us have gone through in life, we will have been totally spoiled. If not for some of the challenges some of us have gone through in life, even at the early stage of our life, some of us perhaps will not be alive today. If not for some of the experiences we have had in life, some of which we don't even like, some of which made us cry, maybe you will not be here today. There's a, there's a saying that says, thank God for those who said no to me because they taught me how to do it by myself. Thank God for some of the challenges of life that forced you to make you turn. Maybe you will not have been here today. Some of you, if not for these friends that disappointed you in life, maybe you not have also developed capacity to learn to do things your own by yourself. We don't like challenges, but they are part of life. We don't like difficult seasons, but they are part of life. A student who does not want to write exam will remain in that school for life. At the point they will even send you away from that school. Or they will give you what we call let my people go. Let us pass this girl so that she can go. Because she has failed so much that even failure is afraid of her. The same thing in life. If you don't want to go through challenges, you don't want to write exam of life, how can you grow? How can you break through? I used to tell myself, if not for some of the challenges I've gone through in life, and especially at the early stage of my life, I think by now I would have been very proud and pompous with the kind of blessing I've seen in my life. But blessing now makes no sense to me because when it comes to suffering, I think I should have a degree in it. If most of the things I do or some of the things I do today are because of some of the experiences I have gone through in life. Growing up, you know, every Christmas in our church, you see us that all our, if you're a pastor in this church, you are not pastor enough to be in your house to celebrate Christmas with your family on Christmas Day. It's a rule. Ah, which kind of church is this? Listen to me. Do you know what informed that made me to make that decision? Because I've been there on a Christmas day where my family had not even pure water to drink. And I remember the house we were growing up was a decking house. So on Christmas day, my mother could only gather 
all of us on that decade and we were just watching people as they were carrying food from left, right and center and God did not make anyone bring that food to our house on that Christmas day I remember our children were blowing knockout, banger, fireworks left, right and center and we will be there and all we could say that these people are wicked, they are wasting money because you see, to me I was calculating each sound of that knockout that if I can even have some of that out, I can even eat with the money and on Christmas day the day we are celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ as not as I went to a church, came back even the church had no program for people that day. And on that day, the only the way we were able to eat as a family, I finally took the Lord to myself and I said, if God is not going to help us, I will help God. So I went out to the next street to a boy who was selling Gary, this Igbo boys who sells Gary beans. And I said to him, I need the change of my 500 naira or 200 naira, either of 200 or 500. And the boy said, when did you come to buy Gary? I have not seen you. I, said, I was here yesterday night. I bought Gary from you, 15 naira. You told me to come back for my 150 today. I need my change, my money. And the guy said, you are a liar. I will slap you. You know, when you have entered one chance already, you better be a good actor. That day, Peter Odeshe or whoever was directing that movie will know that I was a good actor. If you are not seeing as a do you know what is called hunger tears? The water began to come up. Ah, ah, you want to kill me? Ah, 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 give me my drink. And the boy said, hey, baby, I don't even, I go slap me now. Ah, you go slap me on top of my chain. And I screamed. And people gathered. What is it? And they call his name. I said, he doesn't want to give me my drink. And even if you are, even if you don't have mercy, if you see my eyes, if you don't have mercy, I think you can never have mercy again. Because that they are, I started rolling in the floor. I know that if this thing backfire, I'm dead. Already today, I was hungry before. Hungry with beating two times two or two square. So I know that I have to stay with that thing. Eventually, somebody gave us that 150 that day. Thank you, sir. That God will judge you. God will judge you. God will judge you. Because I have to finish the script. So that it cannot be part two. I went back home that day. I didn't tell my mother how I got that money. But sharp, sharp, Christmas landed. Gary, 15 naira. Okra, 20 naira. Um, dry pepper, 10 naira. Dry fish, 20 naira. Crayfish, put it. Palm oil, put everything. Christmas meal. And that day, I began to pray for mercy. So growing up as a pastor, I said to myself, no child deserves to go through that experience. That is the reason you see that on Christmas day I don't stay in my house. Even though I can't stay in my house. My Christmas is the next day after Christmas. What do we do? We go and gather children everywhere. Let us feed them. Let us make them happy. Let them be happy. You see us investing in bouncing castle, PlayStation, table tennis. We, every, and always, when I see them with their pants swimming that day, with, I just remember that experience talk with me. Some of the things you are going through that you don't like today, is going, they are God's blessing to make you a better person tomorrow. Are you with me today? 
Now, let's go back to what we are saying. Fasting is one of the requirements to greatness in life. You see, no man eats his way to his breakthrough unless it's an eating competition. No man can eat his way to his breakthrough. When Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, he know what he's saying. Because food power can only deliver natural results. At best, limited results. Fasting power is what delivers unlimited results. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah 68 verse 18, as soon as Zion travails, this woman pregnant, but as soon as she entered the labor world, she brought forth her children. What does traveling mean? It also means that you cannot want to give birth in the labor world and be eating at the same time. Have you seen the woman eating rice? Your love rice. Doctor, yeah, I want to give birth. I want to give birth. I said, push. Wait, let me finish my body. <laughs> let me finish my spaghetti. The baby is not coming. Eh? Let me eat more. And she's eating and wants to give birth. Have you seen such a thing before? They will send you. I say, you are not yet serious. Go and finish your food. In fact, the situation will be biting you enough that you forget food. You don't give birth on a mouthful of food. You give birth with a mouth that is fasting. There are things in your life that you need to let go of the season of food from your mouth and cry unto God. Not with a mouth, but with the mouth of fasting. Now, three important truths about fasting. Number one, fasting is an effective key to securing destiny. Fasting is an effective key to securing destiny. What does this mean? What I am simply saying is that you cannot be faster than your fasting life. No man is faster than his fasting life. That is why it's called fasting, not slowing. Fasting does not slow down, it only enhances speed. Psalm 109 verse 23. Look at what David said. I am gone like the shadow when it declined. I am tossed about up and down as the locust. What did he decide to do in that situation? Verse 24. My knees are weak through fasting. And my flesh faileth of fatness. He's talking about what happens when you fast. He said, number one, you will be very weak. Even to walk will be very hard for you. There is no one I see fasting that keeps jumping. When we were doing one of those marathon fasts, one of the brothers in our maze, I was suspecting him. We were doing about 14 days marathon fast. He was the only one in our maze that was still, after about some days, he was still able to walk around. While the rest of us became gentle. And I was suspecting this brother, not knowing that he was actually eating while fasting. It's not normal for somebody to have all the strength. When you are fasting, 
Fasting actually makes you naturally weak. But it then gives you spiritual strength to securing next level results. Say, my flesh faileth of fatness. Fasting makes you lose weight. It makes you thin. There's one of the pictures I have. I was doing 20 days marathon fast at that point. When I saw myself, I became afraid of myself in that picture. Everywhere, even my, my head became, had another shape. I just go shape. You know, I just go. Is it boy? I link I tell you that your head is so big. My head became so big, bigger than my body. Everywhere it went. My mouth so dry. But I thank God for such season in my life. Verse 25. I became also a reproach unto them. When they look upon me, they shake their heads. Say so they look at him and say, Ah, oh boy, you are so they won't kill you. They won't kill you. They, he said they shake their heads. But look at it. This is now the man that wrote. When I call upon the Lord, he answered me. Little surprise then that out of all the kings of Israel, the one who wrote this is still the most relevant till today. I have never heard anybody talk about the star of Solomon or the star of uh, any other king, Josiah or whatever, but I've heard people talk about the star of David. Even till today, the flag of Israel is named after David. He secured his destiny on the altar of fasting and prayer. This week, I see you also securing your destiny. Another person that secured his destiny on the altar of fasting and prayer was the Lord Jesus Christ. In Luke chapter 4 from verse 1 to 2, Luke chapter 4 from verse 1 to 2, the Bible says, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Pause. One of the signs that you are beginning to draw near to God is that God can usher you into a season of impromptu fasting. Impromptu fasting. A lot of time I fast when I don't plan for it. There are times that my wife will have finished preparing the food like this. And as I was about, I'm preparing to enjoy the food. Then you hear the word say, today you are fasting. Today you are fasting. And the food is there looking at you. I said, today you are fasting. The Bible said Jesus was led by the Spirit from Jordan straight into the wilderness. If the Holy Spirit have never told you to fast before, but you are claiming that the Spirit of God is telling you other things, I doubt which Spirit is controlling your life. Because one of the signs of the presence of the Lord in your life is that He leads you into a season of fasting. Are you with me, somebody? It will definitely lead you to that season if you are following Him. Look at it, verse 2. Being 40 days tempted of the devil, and in those days he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. This was not the only fast Jesus did. It was the longest fast he did. Shortly after this event, Jesus then did another type of fast, which was just one day or so. Then, just like that, he secured his destiny. Matthew chapter 17, verse 1 to 3. The Bible said that, and after six days, Jesus taken Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart. 
where they cannot get food. He took them into a high mountain apart. After the initial 40 days fast, he was still believing God. Then God said, oh boy, you are now qualified to secure your destiny. What happened on this particular fast he did? After the 40 days, and he did this one, two men appeared to him. Moses and Elijah. They both symbolized different things. But they first had one thing in common. Moses fasted for 40 days. Elijah fasted for 40 days. Jesus had now fasted for 40 days. So number one, the thing they had in common was fasting. But why Moses and why Elijah? Because Jesus came to do two major assignments. Moses represented the one who brought the the Israelites out of the bondage of Egypt. He brought them from the control of Pharaoh into the promised land. Jesus came to bring us out of the land of slavery, of sin, into the promised land of the new life in Christ Jesus. That was what Moses, one of the things that Moses stood for in that place. Elijah stood for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because Elijah was the one that brought down fire. And on the day of Pentecost, what came down? The verse there appeared clothing tongue of fire upon all of them. Jesus also brought down fire in the person of the Holy Spirit. He had to secure that place on the altar of fasting and prayer. Listen to me. There are levels in life. You cannot get to power by bread and bits. There are levels in life. You cannot get to power by Obonanamala. There are levels in life that you can only attain through the altar of fasting and prayer. I see you securing that level today. I see you securing that level today. Number two, fasting is the key to destiny recovery. Fasting is the key to destiny recovery. John chapter 10 verse 10. The Bible says, the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come that they might have life and have it in abundance. The prodigal son in Luke chapter 15 requested that his father gave him all the inheritance that, that belonged to him. And immediately he collected all the inheritance like that. The devil gave him people that will help him vanish, waste the money. Some of you, it's not that you have not seen money in life. But the devil surrounded you with circumstances that is taking the money from you. Some of you, you have seen money. You have seen blessing, but you cannot account for it. Because as the thing was coming or as it enters your life, the devil position of things that was taken from you. It may not be prayer, it may be a problem. Maybe perhaps some of you could have built houses today. But one problem or the other kept robbing you of your house. You had to increase your salary, but not, your level is not changing. Today, you, are, you cannot count how many businesses you have done. 
Because each business you do end up the same way. Nothing will come out of it. Now you are now a full-time housewife doing nothing anymore. That is not God's design for your life. You have changed jobs like changing clothes. It's because each time you gain a job, you don't fast to secure your destiny in that job. You only think it's by grammar. You only think it's by grammar. The prodigal son got the blessing, but he did not have the capacity to keep the blessing. For every level in your life, there is a devil you must contend with. If you have that level without preparing to deal with that devil, that level will become a thing of the past in your life. You will soon come down from that level. Some of you can witness, you have witnessed it already. You have witnessed it already. That the promotion came. But somehow, you find yourself. You take two steps forward and three steps or four steps backward. Today, in this season, God is changing that story for you. I said, God is changing that story for you. The Bible said, the prodigal son wasted everything. He thought life is all about more money, more money, more money. It's not more money you need. It's more grace. It's more grace, my brother. Grace have no regard for strength. The Bible says, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Grace have no regard for strength. But the time came that the prodigal son realized that something has to change. Do you know when it changed? The day he began to fast. Most of us don't know that the prodigal son fasted. If you go and read his story, the Bible said in verse 16 of Luke chapter 15, and he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. He entered into a season that there was no more food at all. So he converted hunger to fasting. Some of you have witnessed such a thing before in your life. Sometimes those seasons of your life that there is no food at all. It's just God's grace showing you mercy to force you to fast. He was, he was left with only big food. The Bible said he was so hungry that he would have even eaten that food. He was looking at the food like this. Looking at the food like this. I'm sure some of us who have been fasting sometimes will know that this is true. That the day you chose to fast, that's when you see free food. <laughs> the plantain, eh? Which harass and harass your nose. I have created more food recipe when I'm fasting than any other period of my life before. Food idea will just begin to come into my mind. I remember it was during one of my 21 days marathon fast that I heard the word Jesus do. I don't know where it came from. So I went to go and decide on it. I thought we are going to, after this fast, I want to eat something called Jesus do. I said, do it, do it, research on it, research on it. And when, by the time the fast finished, they were, I even saw the thing and I cannot continue. One of the things I do when I'm fasting is I enter the kitchen and I will open all the food and I will let the aroma enter my nose. <sighs> and I will say, I overcome you. 
Ah, yes, you can enter my nose, you cannot enter my mouth. I overcome you. The prodigal son got to that season of his life. It was on that fasting season. The Bible then said, look at it, verse 7 say, and when he came to himself, sense returned back to him. When he came to himself, the foolish sense that the enemy used to make him foolish. But say, when he came to himself, see, fasting will make you have the wisdom to recover what the devil has stolen from you. You see your life moving in circle. You don't know what to do. The wisdom to break out of that circle will come when you fast. When he came to himself, he knew what to do. How come he didn't know what to do all this while? Because he was still eating. He was still eating. When he came to himself, when he came to himself, you are not married yet, you are coming to yourself. You don't have a job, you are coming to yourself. You are believing God for breakthrough, you are coming to yourself. You are believing God for visa, you are coming to yourself. What you need to do to break through, that wisdom is coming to you in this season of fasting and prayer. I said, God will give you that wisdom. God will give you that wisdom. God will give you that wisdom. He will show you the way out. In the name of Jesus. He's going to show you the way out. In one of those seasons of my fast, the Lord told me one day, write a, send an email to this company. Send an email to this company. And I sent email. Day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, day six, day seven, day eight. It was as though, and I was praying when the Lord said to me, send an email. By about 10th day or 11, the response came. My request was granted. My request was granted. A young boy had been applying to travel to Ukraine. Even though his father was well connected, he said, but each time he applied for visa, they keep bouncing him like basketball. They keep bouncing him. So finally, he applied again and they bounced him. And he said to his mother, don't apply again. Let me, lock me inside this room. Don't open the door for anything for about three or five days until I hear God doing something in my case. I'm not coming out of that room. A young boy of about 20 something years he knew that the devil is the one that wants to lock his destiny from moving to that next level. Because the course he wanted to study was in Ukraine. Day one, nothing had changed. Day two, Nothing had changed. Day three, nothing had changed. By the fourth day, the parent got a, a message from the embassy. We are sorry there is a mix-up. It was not your son that was supposed to be denied. It was somebody. Please send your son's passport to the embassy now. He was the one going to the embassy. Jehovah God Almighty made the embassy come to him. Only God can turn things around. In this season, God is going to turn things around for you. Yeah. But imagine the boy kept on eating. He would have remained in that level for life. This kind will not go but by fasting and prayer, Jesus said. It is time to secure your destiny. Number three, fasting is an effective spiritual weapon 
against demonic activities. Fasting is an effective spiritual weapon against demonic activities. <laughs> ah, if you are in Africa, you must know that we are free in a car. Ika means evil in Yoruba. Africa, free in Ika. If you are in Nigeria and you think that your family, they are all saints, you are deceiving yourself. A man told me that his grandfather died. He's knowing. And this grandfather happened to be his uncle. His own father had several lands. They robbed them of all. This uncle robbed them of all the lands. Then, in his own family, nobody was rising to do anything good. Conductor, you see that they are just losing their job. You see that the females are just marrying one of the female married more than one about three men at the point she was like the woman of Samaria that was the kind of family but one day the man died when they got to his house these two that the man was sitting at the padlock got so good when the man died before his children own children got there this man got there first so he decided to open the padlock guess what he saw he saw all their own names on the seats that was what the man was sitting down on. So his own children were doing well, but his brother's children were not amounted to something. He quickly carried the name, carried everything, throw the padlock and the box, or the book. And from that, turn around came. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. There are things that are chasing you that you don't know. There is no distance in the realm of the spirit. No man defeats the devil on a stomach full of food. It's not possible. It's not possible. The disciple had this problem. The disciple of Jesus, they love food. They love food. On three different occasions, they changed the sermon of Jesus to food. They forced Jesus to start talking about food. John chapter 4, they saw Jesus even though Jesus was hungry, they went to go and get his food. And Jesus then saw this woman called the Samaritan woman. If he knew that for something to happen in the life of this Samaritan woman, I must do something. And so whilst he was still not eating, he was fasting, he began to preach to this woman. The disciples came and they looked at him and they said that somebody must have come to give him food. Jesus had to stop what he was doing and began to preach to them that my meat, my food is to do the will of him that sent me. That what is about to take place is not on the power of food but the power of fasting. He had to ensure that he explained to them he had not eaten. To really tell you that they were querying the master. Ah, by now you should, have, you should have at least eaten before you go and preach or something like that. And what happened? In that place, we saw the first woman evangelist the woman of Samaria, she won her entire community to Christ because there was a devil that was contending with that woman. It's not normal for a woman to have married seven men. It's not normal. I 
our marriage kept breaking, kept breaking, kept breaking. But when he met the world, the resurrection and the life, who came to him on the altar of fasting and prayer? That was the last time you ever heard that that woman had a broken marriage. This season, areas you have been failing and failing and catching and failing, it has come to an end in this season in the name of Jesus. That was the end. You just think that the, your husband is bad. Go and check. Maybe in his family, no one marries one man, no one woman. So whatever was making all of them not to marry one woman is chasing him. Some of us came from family that nobody has ever bought a new car before. It's not normal that in your family nobody buys new car. Only bicycle all around the place. Not normal. Some of us came from family that nobody has ever done white wedding. It's just impregnate and enter, impregnate and enter. They don't even pay their dowry. You think it's normal? Some of us came from family that nobody has ever been a graduate there. You think it's normal that people will not want to go to school? No, sometimes you need to sit back and ask yourself, which is the devil that is afflicting my own family? Because every family has their own devil, unless you don't recognize it. There is no family that does not have a devil that is contending with them. Sometimes it may be the devil of sickness. Sometimes the devil of diabetes. From one form to the other, they all die of diabetes. Sometimes it's the devil of cancer. Carry cancer from one family to the other. Every family has a devil. If, if you don't fast and pray, it's not going to be by accident. You see, de- demons don't understand English. Oh. Demons don't understand English. <laughs> uh, I watched a film the other day by Mike Bameloye. It's called Abejoye. In one of those places, there was a demon... They were, but Abijo was the name of that demon. Coming to, and he said, the guy was trying to speak American and said, You know, come on, get out of the way. I will use police to arrest. But Abijo, Boyimbo. Demons don't understand English. Fasting and prayer. The disciples got to know of this the day in Mark chapter, somewhere in Mark chapter 9, they brought a boy with leprosy. And they thought that because they carry Bible and go to church, they big. I told you they like food a lot. I've only mentioned one instance. In fact, in Matthew chapter 9, verse 14, you see another insider. The disciples of Jesus, eh, they love food so much that people know that this guy eats too much. In Mark chapter 9, they came to report them to Jesus that why is it that these guys don't fast? They didn't say Jesus was not fasting. But why is it that your disciples don't fast? Jesus said, don't worry. What will make them fast will make them fast. They love food till people got to know that they don't joke with their stomach. Some of you are like that. If you have not eaten by clock, it's like heaven will come down. <laughs> now look at it now. Look at where you are. This is where this is called Amalalev. Amalalev. You are not yet blessed until you see food. And you say to yourself, Food, you cannot control my life. The first time I will ever do 21 days marathon fasting and prayer, I got, and it was divine anger that made me go for one, 21 days, three weeks without food. I got to the house of a man of God. They have three deep freezer. One may be full of fruit. The other, 
frozen food. The other one, all the food they can eat in a month. Yet, this man and his wife were embarking on 40 days marathon fast. Me, my own freezer is, was as dry as dryer itself. You know when your freezer is so empty that it will even begin to smell? Smelling of emptiness. I went back home and said to my wife, maybe this is why our freezer is empty. See, the people that have food, they are still fasting. We that we don't have food, we are not joking with our stomach. A better joke. That was the beginning of my turnaround. The disciples, look at what happened to them. On that day in Mark chapter 9, they tried to cast out a demon. And that demon mesmerized them. He raised them. And look at what Jesus said to them. In Mark chapter 9 verse 29, he said, This kind come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. This kind come forth by nothing but by what? Prayer and fasting. Now let me quickly do justice to fasting. What is fasting? You see, I've talked about the effect of fasting, but I've not defined fasting. What is fasting? I will give you three definitions. Number one, fasting is the willful abstaining, willful abstaining, abstinence from natural pleasure for spiritual purpose. Fasting is the willful, you willingly willful abstinence from natural pleasure for spiritual purpose. You abstain from natural pleasure. You see that I didn't talk about food now. Because we only don't fast food. We've been fasting. We fast other things. My people thought I was joking. I told them I am fasting my social media life, especially Facebook. This was over one year ago. I said it was 2019 to 2020. If you go and check my Facebook profile, you will see there. Say, so I am fasting my Facebook life because it was becoming too addictive. Say, so I am going to convert that Facebook life into studying the word and prayer. The only time I will post on that Facebook will be maybe things that have to do with the church or ministry. And once I post, I sign out. From that time to this time, a lot has changed in my life and in the church. What was I doing? Fasting natural pleasure. All your posting, has it gotten you what you want? Even though they like and share comments, have they raised you to the next level? No. Even most of you know that we are actors online. Fighting to impress people where there is nothing to impress. You only wait until you enter the fast food before you take the picture. When you are taking the gari at home, you are not taking the picture of that one. Natural pleasure. Why is it important? Because the devil enters into people through natural pleasures. Most of the demonic possession comes in the place of natural pleasures. Greed, pride, jealousy. Most of it comes in the place of natural pleasure. Now, I hear there's a program called BB Niger. And I've seen people talk about it. I have never watched it for once. And I can never watch it. But let me say this. Programs like that, 
and their causing programs are designed to sow corruption into your life. He that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. To be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life. Watch it. Those of you who are watching it. If what I'm saying is about true, try it. After you finish, mark 40 days in your calendar. If you will not start seeing negative results. Because you have sown to your flesh. You have sown to your flesh. You will definitely reap corruption. Two things, corruption or death. The devil will be able to kill something in your life. Because the devil is serving you meal and you are there soaking it with your eyes. The way you soak things, one of them is your eyes. Your eyes also eats. That's why you say, oh, you are eating with your eyes. Eating ungodly things with your eyes. And you are there. <laughs> we are eating. You will be full of it and it will give birth to corruption or death. In Christian, there has time to watch such program. Mark it that Christian cannot have time to study and pray at the same time. You cannot serve God and mammon. How dare you, a child of God, hear of a program that is promoting promiscuity, immorality, ungodliness, and that program is finding its way to your form, to your living room, and you think that that same place will be the altar of God? You are kidding. Joking. It is not too late for you to use this season of fasting and prayer to nullify that seed. Because you definitely repeat it. You definitely repeat. Now everybody is looking so serious. The truth has to be told. Number two. Fasting is a personal commitment to willingly renounce the natural in order to invoke the spiritual. Fasting is a personal commitment to willingly renounce the natural in order to invoke the spiritual. You, you renounce the natural order of eating. Renounce the unnatural order of spending time on useless and vain things. And you then spend time with God. That is fasting. You revoke, renounce you cannot lord over me. You cannot lord over me. You cannot lord. I've had people say, Pastor, I've deleted my Instagram account. One day, somebody was just with me. Somebody was just. You see, all those things, Instagram and all those things, if you're a spiritual person, eh, your spirituality will be attacked if you fellowship with that, those apps. Eh? I was there. I was there. We were just, he wanted to show, we posted something on behalf of the church or something. When he opened his account, the first thing that greeted us was a woman who was flaunting her breast like football like that. I said, hey, blood of Jesus, close the app. And I said to myself, is this what people see all the time and they are okay? You cannot be okay. That way, look at it now, different things are finding its way into your life. You don't know where it comes from because you are feeding your flesh with all these natural desires. It's time you put your flesh where it belongs and let the spirit of God rule. Amen. Amen. Number three, fasting is the dedication to a period of time to devote oneself to spiritual priority of prayer without food. 
Again, fasting is the dedication to a period of time. The dedication to a period of time to devote oneself to spiritual priority of prayer. To devote oneself to spiritual priority of prayer without food. So there is prayer with food. There is prayer without food. That is fasting. Are you with me? Now let's look at keys to effective fasting. Number one. Faith in God and not in the fast. Faith in God and not in the fast. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So you see, you don't put your faith in the fast, you put your faith in God. This is why people will say, I have fasted for seven days, nothing happened. I fasted for 21 days, nothing happened. I fasted for three days, nothing happened. Because their mind was that it was the fasting that was going to do it and not God. No, it is not fasting that answers your prayer. It is God that answers the prayer. So when you are fasting, you have only created an atmosphere for yourself to draw near to God, to be more conscious of God. But it is not fasting that will do it. Ultimately, it's still God that will do it. Are you with me? Number two, meditation on the word of God. Meditation on the word of God. John chapter 15 verse 7. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Fasting is the period when you eat the word of God like food. Man shall not eat, live by bread alone. Unfortunately, when people fast, they don't eat the word. But the Bible says, if my word abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Anytime you are fasting, is the season where you also devote yourself to the word like never before. Oh, you eat the word. You eat the word. Like the one we are doing for the next seven days. Between Monday and Saturday, you can say, for instance, the book of Acts has 28 chapters. You can divide that 28 by 6. It gives you an average of seven chapters. Alright? Alright? Whichever one I think is it seven, seven times five is what? Thirty, right? So seven times five is thirty. If you make it six times five is thirty, right? Okay, six times five is thirty. I didn't do math at, in school. Six okay. Six days, how many divided by twenty eight? What does that give you? Six divided by twenty four is six. So if you said six divided by twenty eight divided by seven is what? That's eight. Eight. Am I right? At least I think I passed mass. That's eight. I changed my mind. Eight chapters of Acts every day. Chew it for six days. Whilst fasting. And come back and tell me that nothing happened. It's not possible. You can take a book of John, for instance, which has 21 chapters. And for six days, you tell yourself, I'm going to divide the book of John by 
by four, maybe four chapters every day. By, by day six, you only have about two chapters left to read or something like that. And you eat it like serious meal. Everywhere you are eating, if you cannot read or write, you plug that word into your ear. Get a mobile Bible, an audio Bible, and plug it while you are fasting. In the midst of that fast, your word will come. Your word will come. You see, I was doing one sp- prayer and fasting one time, I think. And that night, before I went to go and sleep, my parents have been separated for a long time. I think at that time, I've not seen my father for about eight years or ten years at that time. I've not set my eyes on him since they separated. But that night, I was just studying Luke chapter 15. When my word came, the Bible says of Joseph, until his word came, Pharaoh did not send for him. It was when his word came that he was sent for in the prison. During a fasting and prayer period, expect your own word to come from God. That night, I just heard that word. When the prodigal son said, I will arise and go to my father's house. And that day, the Lord said to me, arise and go and look for your father. I will help you. After 10 years, I don't even know where he was. No phone call those days, no phone. Eventually, I got him far away in Ibadan. Miraculously. You think we are joking when we are talking about God? There is nothing God cannot restore when you fast. Nothing. 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 Because fasting shows that you are now serious. And until you are serious with the issues of your life, God cannot take you seriously. Until you show seriousness with the matters of your life, God cannot take you seriously. Number three, repentance and forgiveness of sins. John chapter 4 verse 8. John chapter 4 verse 8. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your heart, ye double-minded. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hand, ye sinners. Fasting is, is a period you also purify yourself. I often advise people, use the day one of your long fast or the first few hours of the day of your short fast to purify and sanctify yourself before the Lord. So if it's a day fasting you are engaging, use the first hours of that day to purify yourself. Oh Lord, cleanse me. I repent of this fornication, of this, of that. I repent. Forgive me, Lord. Seek his face in forgiveness. Ask the blood to cleanse you in the first hours of your fast before you begin to even present your supplication before him. If it's a long fast, often use the day one for purification, sanctification, forgiveness. It, it makes your fast work wonders because the Bible says the devil is the accuser of the brethren. So whatever it is that the devil wants to use to accuse you, take it out of the way. If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? I see God bringing turn around to your life this season. Number four, forgiveness of others. One, you ask God for forgiveness. Two, you also forgive others. Where do we find that? Mark 11 verse 24. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when you pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. And when ye stand praying, forgive. If ye have ought against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive your trespasses. Wow. When you are fasting, 
One of the scriptures I want to use when you are trying to release other people, forgive others, is Psalm 139, verse 23 to 24. Psalm 139, verse 23 to 24. What does it say? Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way of everlasting. There are things that may be in your heart that you yourself don't know. There are things that you have, for, you have not let go that you yourself do not remember. So you ask God to search you and reveal anything that you need to release. You see, in life, offenses will come. People will disappoint you. People will offend you. People will want to make you bitter. And especially during the season of your fasting and prayer, it's very rare for you to embark on a long fast or a, 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 a long fast that you will not see something that will make you offended or angry. Whenever you are waiting upon the Lord, expect the devil to try to do something to derail you. In one of those times I was waiting upon the Lord, somebody did something to me and they sent me the message. I replied straight, I am busy now. I'll, when you have time, we'll talk about this later. They thought I was going to ask, I don't have time for such thing now. Because I know that on the edge of your breakthrough, the devil will throw offense there. It will throw bitterness at you. It will throw things that we want to derail you. Now, instead of chasing God, you are busy chasing man. The devil asks you where he needs you. Instead of focusing on God, the devil has made you focus on man. Let me say this to all of you. Regardless of what anybody has done for you, regardless of what people have done to you, you gave somebody money to buy land for you, the person built his own house, did not build your own. Somebody carried your money and ran away. Somebody did anything for you. Listen to me. In the moment of your waiting upon the Lord, you have to let go. And let me say this. Nobody can, can fight a child of God and win unless the hand of that child of God is dirty himself. Nobody can ever fight you and win unless your own hand is dirty. When your hand is not dirty, the Bible says, Surely they shall gather, but not by me. Whosoever gather against you shall fall for your sake. When anything is happening, the first thing you have to do is check your hands. Is your own hand clean? When your hand is not clean, you are giving the enemy the power to overcome you. But when your hand is clean, you will definitely come out on top. Do you know why? Let me, give, let me show you some scripture. The Bible says in Job chapter 7, verse 9. It says, the, Job 17, 9, The righteous shall keep moving forward, and those with clean hands will become stronger and stronger. Once your hand is clean, you, you will always come out stronger regardless of the situation. Let them say it to one million people. Let them gather even in, on top of a helicopter. They will all come down before you one day. Because the hand of the righteous, the, the one whose hand is clean, shall always work stronger. And what? Stronger. That's why you, and do you know one of the mistakes most of us make? You have time to defend yourself too much. One of the greatest demerits you can do for yourself is to want to defend yourself. When you are trying to defend yourself in everything, there are times you have to defend yourself. But there are times you just have to hand it over to God to defend you. Do you know why most of us don't like God to defend us? Because most of us in time of crisis, we only li we like, we ask what I call fast food approach. 
fast food approach. Remember that God does not serve fast food. God does not serve fast food. You see, your enemy might have done something against you. He has done something today. You expect God to react tomorrow. That's fast food approach. When God enters the kitchen, it takes him time to cook. And by the time, it may take six months for the food of God to be ready. It may take seven months for the food of God to be ready. It may take eight months when all is said and done. Everybody has even gone their way. It may take one year. But when God served his food, hey, even the enemy will be afraid. Relax. Let God fight your battle for you. You know, somebody was sharing with me the story of a guy who specialized in sleeping with pastor's wife. So he said, this guy came to their church. The pastor's wife was now talking now. He came to their church. So he said, this man then came to their church. I know he became an assistant pastor. The pastor trusted him in their church. Then the pastor's wife was, say, was now saying that. The guy began to make advances. Advances. Then eventually, the, he, the woman reported to the husband, then they, because of that, the guy tried to destabilize their church, sent a lot of things. I know one of the things people do at such time is to post a lot of fictitious things online. But the pastor and the wife said, nobody ever heard what the guy was doing. They did not even go online to post anything. They did not say anything to anybody about what the guy was doing. So the guy left that church, went to another church, and did the same thing. This time around, he was sleeping with the pastor of this new church. He was sleeping with the pastor of this new church. Because that is his devil's assignment. It's a calling that the devil has given to him. But all of a sudden, even the pastor of this new one does not know. He came to church one day and he ran mad. I said, when God wants to serve his meal, eh? By running mad, he confessed everything he was doing. And guess the only prayer place that he could be prayed for? They had to, he gave them the address of where this other place where he tried to scatter the church. They rushed him down there. It was something they prayed for him that the thing was healed. I'm telling you. Stop talking too much. Stop talking too much. Relax. Relax. Learn to engage God to fight your battle. Your enemy may be dancing today, but it is who, who danced last that will dance best. You don't know what the Bible says in the book of Psalm. He that repayeth evil for good, evil will not depart from his house. That's in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 13. All my warning is that when you see people like that, don't ever put your mouth to things that you don't know anything about. Because the devil is also trying to corrupt you. The people that joined Korah, Abiram, and Dothan to fight against Moses because they have forgotten the role that Moses played in their life. The man who risked his life, risked his family's life to stand before Pharaoh. Now you are saying that he is, who is he? You are talking about anyhow. And God decided to show them who he was. In Numbers chapter 16, verse 27, the Bible said that so all the people stood back from the tents and Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. Look at it too. They stood. But when God wanted to judge, he didn't judge only these people. Look at it now. 
So all the people stood back from the tents of Korah, Datan, and Abiram. Then Datan and Abiram came out and stood at the entrance of their tent, together with their wives and children and little ones. But you see, those are, they only came with their family. But now, everyone that Korah has gone to, Datan has gone to, Abiram has gone to, those who sympathize with them, those who joined them to open their mouth against Moses, Look at what happened. When they said, verse 32, then earth opened its mouth and swallowed the men along with their households, along and all their followers who were standing with them and everything they owned. Their business was swallowed up. Their marriage was swallowed up. Their career was swallowed up. Their house was swallowed up. Not only the people who were talking, the people who also joined them to talk. Everything was swallowed up because Moses' hand was clean. He was a servant of God who stood before God doing the work of God. Listen to me in your life, you will see Korah coming against you. You will see Abiram. If you're in this world, you will see these people. But one thing you see don't ever join your issues with them, stand back. And say, Father, I let go. You don't do fast food. Father, defend me. Me, I have learned that too. I have learned that. Before I talk a lot, but nowadays I talk less. It whose hand is clean shall work stronger and stronger. <laughs> he that repaired evil for good, evil will chase him forever. It will be his tenant. It will be his landlord. It will be his children. It's the scripture. So relax. Why are you bitter? He has snatched your husband. And so what? God will give you another husband. He has robbed you. He think he has gone for. He has used your own money to go and buy a car. Uh-huh. And so what? So because of that, you are moving out on bitterness. No. Release it in the place. No. Father, I now allow you to cook this food. And when we are not in charge, we feel insecure. It's because you don't know God. You don't know God. It's not how your abuse cannot remove one thing. There are some people that they, are, they have developed immunity against abuse. If you like say anything, they will, they will not repent. They will not change. But God can teach them a lesson of their life that will make them repent. I see God undertaking your battle for you this season. So let them go. Let them go. Your father has hurt you. He has not done anything for you. Let him go. Some of you, your father does not even divide, desire your sympathy till he dies. Because of what he has done for you. You are making a mistake to now say you are holding your father in your mind. No, let him go. If he doesn't repent, God will serve him accordingly. But it's not in your duty. Your father's cane is not in your hand. You don't have the right to cane your father. Let him go. I see God giving you grace to release. In the name of Jesus. Finally, kingdom advancement endeavors. Engage in kingdom advancement endeavors. John chapter 15 verse 16 says, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you shall go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he may give it you. He may give it you. Say, so bear fruit. Then when you ask, God will give you what you are looking for. What fruit is he talking about here? Proverbs chapter 11 verse 13. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. 
He that winneth soul is wise. So when you are fasting, when you are praying, when you are fasting, it's time for you to engage in kingdom advancement endeavors. The fast we are starting tomorrow, you will see us praying for the coming convention. Most of the prayer will be towards the convention. Why? It's kingdom advancement endeavor. You shall ask what you will and it will give it to you. So as you are praying, Lord, let there be a move of God. In this convention, let there be testimony. Everyone that comes to this convention, give them testimony. Then you too, you are going. You are going to win souls. Soul winning is God's heartbeat. If you listen to the heart of God, what you hear is souls, 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 souls. Why? Because John Luke chapter 15 verse 7 and says, I see unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repents. So when you make God happy, it makes things happen in your life. How do you make him happy? So winning. That is why we are doing this operation Andrew during this season. Everybody get to the field and win souls. Before I came to this service this morning, I've gone out myself to go and meet my souls. One of them was almost embarrassing me. I don't care. We don't do big man. We do God's man. Because it is ultimately it's God that we promote. If you don't want insults, you will never go and preach. Because people will insult you. People will say things at you. But they are not the one that called you. It's God that will ultimately promote you. Do things that will make God promote you. In this season, I see your promotion coming to pass. So as you are fasting, get engaged in soul winning. Talk to people about Jesus. Pray for others. When Job prayed for his friend, then God remembered him. I pray that God will remember you in this season. From tomorrow, as we wait upon the Lord, I see heavens being opened over your life. How are we doing this, Father? It's starting tomorrow. We are, doing, we are meeting Monday to Saturday. Friday, we are going to be having a video here. Alright? Now, every day we break by 5 p.m. Just break by 5 p.m. Break by 5 p.m. And it, since it's, a, it's not too long of a fast, I will always encourage you, anytime you are doing a fast that is more than three days, because fast often affects your bones. And so, that is why you must be a specialist in securing things like cucumber and banana. So when you want to break your fast awful time most of the days, gather enough cucumber. Gather enough banana. Why? Because those two fruits contain high level of iron and potassium which replenishes your bones. That is why. Not because they will answer your prayer. So that you don't go and start praying to banana, holding prayer, and all that. <laughs> and every day, pray. Every day, pray. We'll, we'll meet here 6.30 to 8. Those of you at the viewing center, I know that they will be transmitting at the viewing center by Miss LR. You will not see us broadcast such meeting on YouTube, but you see us on Zoom on Miss LR broadcasting it. For those of you who are online, but by all means, then write out your prayer request. Write down the people you want God to also save their soul. Don't just write down your own prayer request. Write down your own soul winning request. Lord, this is my friend that has not been going to church. In this fast, I'm praying for him. Let him be saved. This is my uncle that is not saved. Let him be saved. You see, write down the list of people you want to win to Christ. People that must follow you to church. People that must give better in the place of salvation. Then write down your own prayer request. Most of us have not been taking that formula. Write down the souls first because that is the source of joy to God. When he sees your souls, he will see your requests. When he sees your soul, because that's what makes him happy, he will see your own requests. I pray that in this season of fasting and prayer, God will show himself strong in your life. 
Start to your feet with me this morning. Put your hands together for Jesus as we pray this hour. Are you going to wait upon the Lord? Are you going to fast? Now lift your voice and say, Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for speaking to me, Lord. I celebrate your word. I celebrate you speaking to me, Lord. I thank you because my life shall not be the same again. Lift your voice everywhere you are and bless God for his word. Thank him for speaking to you. Thank him for speaking to you. It's your season for turnaround. It's your season for a miracle. It's your season for next level result. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For your word that has come to pass in my life this morning. In Jesus' name we are praying. Now say with me, Father. In the name of Jesus, in the name of empower, Jesus. My, empower my fasting and prayer life to deliver results to deliver in, this in this season. Lift your voice and pray and talk Father, to God. In Father, in the name Lord, of Jesus, empower my fasting and prayer life in this season to deliver results in the name of Jesus. Father, lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray, brothers, pray. Lord, empower my fasting and prayer life, O Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Empower my fasting and prayer life. My fasting and prayer life, Lord. To deliver results in this season. Strengthen me, Lord. Empower my fasting and prayer life, Lord. Empower my results in this season. Prayer and fasting life, this is Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Empower my prayer and fasting life, this season. Empower my fasting and prayer life, Lord. Empower my fasting and prayer life, Lord. Empower my fasting and prayer life, Lord. To deliver results in this season. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I ask of you, Lord. That you empower my fasting and prayer life. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Fasting is not a small thing, though. Even to three o'clock is not a small thing. That is why you are going to pray, Father. Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of in Jesus. This week of fasting and prayer, in this week of fasting and prayer. Strengthen my fasting life. Strengthen my fasting life. With your power. With your power. Strengthen me, Lord. Strengthen me, Lord. With your power. With your power. To fast effectively. To fast Lift your voice and pray. And ask for the strength of God. In this season. To fast. Strengthen me, Lord. To fast. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I ask of you, Lord, that you pray me, Lord, effectively. To fast and pray effectively. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, strengthen me, Lord. Lord, strengthen me, Lord. In this week, Lord, to fast effectively and to pray effectively. In the mighty name of Jesus. Strengthen me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Finally, and the Lord remembered Anna. You are going to say, Father, Father in, the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in this season of fasting and prayer, remember me, O God, and visit me. Remember me, O God, and visit me. Lift your voice and pray for yourself. In the name of Jesus, Lord, in this season of fasting and prayer, Lord, remember me, O Lord, and visit me. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I have your Lord. Remember me, Lord. Remember me, Lord. Ask God to remember you. In the name of Jesus. Remember me and visit me, Lord. Remember me and visit me, Lord. In this season of fasting and prayer, Lord, remember me and visit me, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Lord, remember me, Lord. Remember me, Lord. And visit me. In this season of fasting and prayer, Lord, remember me and visit me. In the name of Jesus. 
Remember me and visit me, Lord. Remember me and visit me, Lord. Remember me and visit me, Lord. Lord, remember me, Lord. Remember me, Lord. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. I want to pray for some group of people before we pray generally. Bible says, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. If you have not accepted Jesus into your life as your Lord and Savior, you need to make him your Lord and Savior today to by receiving the gift of salvation. Salvation is a gift. It has no, it has no regard for your labor. Jesus has paid the full price totally. So today, you are at the viewing center, you are online, or you are in this house, you want to accept Jesus into your life as your Lord and personal Savior. You want to say, Pastor, please pray for me. I want to be born again. Please take off your that phone. That phone is something is ringing. Whatever it is, please take care of it. Now, today, I want you to make a decision to, to give your life to Jesus by deciding to be born again. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are ever living, and I will give you rest. Maybe you find yourself being addicted to pornography, masturbation, whatever it is that the devil has placed upon you. Today, Jesus is here to set you free. All you need to do is give your life to him or rededicate your life to Jesus. Then he will take away that baggage of the devil in your life. So if wherever you are, you want to make Jesus your Lord and Savior, place your hand on your chest. I want to pray for you right now. Just place your hand. There are habits you are struggling to be delivered from. Drug addicts, whatever it is, Jesus is delivering you today. By this dedication of your life or rededicating of your life to Jesus, bad habits will live your life forever. Place your hand on your chest if you want to accept Jesus or rededicate your life to Jesus. And say these words after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you. Because your word has said, Because your word Whosoever said, shall call upon the name of the Lord, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, Shall be saved. Shall be saved. I thank you. I thank you. That Jesus, that Jesus purchased the gift of salvation, On the cross of Calvary, On the cross of Calvary, With his precious blood, With his precious blood, He purchased it for me. Today, Heavenly Father, I come to you today I come to receive the gift of salvation by asking the Lord Jesus to come into my life and be my Lord and my personal Savior. I repent. I repent of my life of sin and I make Jesus my Lord and Savior today. Thank you Lord Jesus for giving me the gift of salvation. I am Born again, born of the Spirit of God, in Jesus' name, Amen. Father, I thank you for all those ones everywhere in this house and online who have prayed this prayer from the depth of their heart. That indeed all things will become new in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for them, everyone under the any form of addiction. Today that they have surrendered to Jesus. They are free forever from that addiction in the name of Jesus. Amen. Those who are receiving Christ into their life, Lord Jesus, reign in this life and glorify your name in their life. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus, for a new beginning. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Shout a louder amen. Amen. Shout a victorious amen. Amen. How many of you genuinely pray that prayer from the depth of your heart? Let me see your hand. You pray that prayer from the depth of your heart. Let me see your hand. You gave your life to Jesus today. You dedicated your life. God bless you. God bless you. I want you to know that God has started a new work in your life. 
and you will not be the same again forever. In the name of Jesus. Alright? Now, everybody lift up your hands. I want to pray for you. Father, you have said, call upon me and I will answer. And I will show you great and mighty things that thou knowest not of. This week, oh God, as these hands are lifted up to you, oh God, as these ones call upon you this week, my Father, answer with speed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every generational curse of disease, of unemployment, of, of poverty, that has found its way into the life of this one. This week, generational causes are broken forever in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every addiction that has held them captive, this week, you are breaking out of it in the name of Jesus. Amen. All these hands that are lifted up to God, you will return with testimony this week. You will have an encounter with God this week. This week will not be over without your own divine visitation. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. This is your week of divine intervention. Amen. This is your week of divine visitation. Amen. Heavens will open over you this week. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. As you wait upon the Lord, your breakthrough will manifest. Amen. Your breakthrough will show forth. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You shall secure your destiny. Amen. You shall recover cover all. Amen. You shall break through and break forth on every side. Amen. So shall it be. Amen. In Jesus' wonderful name, I have prayed. Amen. Let your amen catch fire. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. We hope you have been blessed by this message. For more information, please stop our website at www.com. Out to see that engine. May God bless you.